All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I hate to break the fishing news up, Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Hello and welcome into episode 174 of the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Uremchuk. Jomers is here. Bag Milk is here. Jay is here. And Wanye just learned how to say the name Quentin before we started recording. <laughs> this is one. Uh, thank you for going right to it while it's still fresh. Yeah. How do you... So I was telling the boys that there's a new uh, COVID meme account, which is so topical, called... A play on Tarantino's name. And I was going to say it the way I thought it was Quentin Quarantino. And I laughed because Quarantino, Tarantino, ha ha ha. And then Chalmers corrects me at life. How do you say his name? It's Quentin Tarantino. So you said, you said, so it's Quentin, Quentin, Tarant- Quentin Quarantino. And I said, yeah. oh, that's funny, but I don't get the Quentin part. And he yeah. said, well, that's just his name, Quentin. Quentin and I was like, Tarantino. wait a minute. Wait a minute. So it's, you know his name is Quinton, right? <laughs> Fuck. You know when you do a little uh, star in a word at the end? It's like a little yeah. star? Like, what is that called? An asterisk? Asterisk or asterisk? Asterisk. Asterisk. I think it's asterisk, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it, uh, isn't it R-I-X at the end? Isn't it risk? It's a spell with a K. It's oh. R-I-S-K. It's asterisk. And I think we say asterisk because I think of asterisk like asterisk and obelisk. No, it's... Yeah, yeah. Freaking uh, French immersion. Well, the question is, is is that, that E? How prominent is that E in there? Because you're saying asterisk and we're just saying asterisk. I think no, you guys are... Risk. Risk. I think you're like adding... game risk. No, you're adding an unnecessary S. How would you say it? Asterisk. Oh, no. Is it? No. Do the do the Google word thing where they say it, if you can. Do you have yeah, that we make it say. Then after make it say, "You are hot, daddy." <laughs> oh, you're right. It I is like asterisk. It. See, we all say it wrong. Asterisk. No. You know what? Asterisk. He who straight up, I'm. I, he always pronounces last names wrong. Pretty sure that I know why he does it because he gets like halfway through looking and spell and seeing the word, and then just assumes the rest. 
you know what I mean? So it'll be like it'll be like Bobrovsky, you know, it'll be like Bobber Bobberski, and it'll be like <laughs> not. Did you actually like read it out? So I get it. Asterisk. Risk. Yeah, asterisk. Yeah, asterisk. No, asterisk. Risk. 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 Like the game. Asterisk. That just sounds fucked. That does not sound like English. Asterisk. 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 Now make the voice. Now make the voice say Taylor Hall should be in jail. Jesus. All right. Um, okay, we got a list of topics. We're gonna do keeping it one hundred later on. Um, so Chalmers looking at you because you were upset about missing it last week. So Asterisk. I hope you have something. <laughs> Hope you Full disclosure, I have a blank pad of paper next to me. I've been trying to write it for the last 30 minutes, and I got sidetracked. This is ridiculous. It's your fucking segment. But I know, listen, I know I can do it on, a, on the fly. I know I, I'm still... You need I'm to drink trying. half a Mickey of rye and eat a six-inch sub from Subway, and you'll be lippy as shit. <laughs> Don't worry, I got something. We'll be fine. This is uh, getting off to a lot of a Wanye talk early on here, which is good. But uh, you are the unofficial captain of the Edmonton Riverboat. Is that a new title? Yeah, getting off to a fucking lot of Wanye talk. I've been on this bitch since episode one. That's why, my friend. You may have shown up here around 75 and taken over, and your name is mentioned twice in the intro. Mm -hmm. But let's not forget. Is it twice? Yes. Oh. I understand your answer. I understand. It's like Johnny Cash had a bunch of bands on the come up, but he's Johnny Cash the whole time. We're happy to be with you. Thank you. <laughs> now, listen to me. Here's what happened. Yesterday, I'm sitting on my couch, quarantino, as you do, and my phone starts blowing up. Quentin, if you will. My phone starts blowing up. The riverboat is sinking. And I'm like, oh, yeah, haha, very funny. Everybody, why would they be? I look. And on Twitter, and sure shit, the riverboat is sinking. So I jump in my car and drive straight to the weed store and then went straight to the boat because some shit's about to go down. And I jump out of the car, telling self-deputized myself, and ran down, and sure shit, the riverboat is fucked. And all the owners of the riverboat and their team of engineers, because it's owned by a guy who owns a company that has a bunch of, like, engineers and tin bashers and boiler makers and shit like that. So they maintain the boat themselves and they love the boat. They're really good guys. Have you disclosed on here that at one point you tried to buy it? <laughs> well, I mean, no, but now we know. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was allowed to bring school? that up. Yeah, we, but we didn't, but we did, right? L- luckily these guys had real you money. You looked into we, buying it. We bid against them in the office. We made it more expensive for them. Yes. <laughs> Jay said to me, you're allowed to bid up to 200000 and not a penny more. We went and did the inspection, and there's, like, real boat engines in there. And he was like, what are we, the Coast Guard? How would we even know how to run this? And then we bid against that guy long past two hundred grand. But fortunately, uh, we didn't win, and he won. And he's a real good dude. So anyways, I go down there, and, I cu- and, and he's like, hey, I know you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm the guy who lost you in the auction. Thank God I didn't win. And he started laughing. And I was like, how are you? Like, do you need anything? Are you guys okay? And he's like, yeah, we don't really know much yet. And I'm like, well, what happened? And he's like, there's this huge ice dam upstream on the river, right? And it was like getting bigger and bigger, this big pile of ice. And the spring runoff was like built size. So upstream of the city of Edmonton, there's a dam. And you can release water at this dam and control the river level, right? Really? So they're getting, yeah, so they're getting all this runoff and this ice is building up. So the dam elects to let a bunch of water out and try and clear this jam, right? And as a result, when this jam cleared and this fucking buildup of ice and water released, the river rose 10 meters in three hours. No, no. 10 10 meters meters is 30 feet. Five meters, I thought. Five meters, sorry, no, five meters. It's, five either, meters. it's either three, I heard three meters, which I still didn't believe. No, listen, that's, listen that's to me. 10 feet. Listen to me. Here's the river's high right now. The river is high right now. I look. It washed over the place that you stand beside the riverboat. So the riverboat has like an arm that goes onto the boat, and then it's like on shore. The water cleared that all the way along. Oh, I thought the news made a mistake when I heard no, three man. meters. I swear, it was, well, maybe it was 10, but it was like visually it was above that walkway, right? 
and it only lasted for like five hours. And by the time the morning came, it had subsided, right? But when that big influx of ice came, it like pulled the boat up and then pushed the boat against its mooring. Like it has this one big pillar in the river. Yeah. And then um, like piled huge things of ice against the boat, like a traffic pileup, right? So we get there and I'm like, holy shit. And I'm standing there, the owners of the boat, and they're like, holy shit. And they tried to send a guy out to look at the far side of the hull to see how fucked up the boat was. But he like got caught in the mud and they had to call 911. What? Oh my God. Yeah, and they had to come and dig him out. And that was the other crazy thing about this. Because of the pandemic and shit, there were no cops or firemen at the scene this whole time we were there. They're basically like, good luck. You're on your own, right? Can I ask a question? Of course. Go ahead, caller. Um, Nobody in the world leaves a boat in freezing water. So why aren't they pulling this thing out every winter? Well, they do to an extent. So nobody... Um, leaves a boat in freezing water, but that's like a pretty big boat, and it's designed for the wear and tear of a winter. Oh, like it's designed. You can't. Well, you can't. Well, hold on. This is when you hear the story. This is like no wonder this <laughs> boat got fucked up, right? But yes, I mean it is designed to be not sailed through the ice like an icebreaker, but it is designed <laughs> to be left on the river, right? Yeah. So they had this guy fall in the river, and they dug him out of the mud, and then they're like, go and get one of those, like, reaches on a crane. You know those things, like a little cherry picker at the end? Cherry picker, yeah. Whatever. So they they have one of these in their company. So he sends his lieutenants off to get this, and he comes back, and they bring it down the gangplank, and they attach themselves on with all the proper safety gear, like this is serious shit. And they go out to the boat on the arm, and they get off, and they're trying to climb around. And they need this, and they need that, and they have to come back, and it's all very exciting. They need a ladder, they need all this safety shit. And then three guys are loading onto the boat, and the boat like resettles and drops. And everybody on board the deck like falls to the deck. And some lady watching yelled. It was like our fucking most exciting thing that ever happened. And then they go into the boat, and then they come out, and they're like, we need power, right? So they throw power over there. And basically, it's crazy, man. They're like, okay, we're worried that the cables are going to break on the boat and the boat could break loose and just sail off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Like, could it do that? I don't know. It's like a good analogy for kind of what's going on in life right now, right? And then they're like, <laughs> we need to get somebody inside the boat to see if there's a hole in the hull, right? And so they're getting a guy in there. But at the same time, they're like vowing to rebuild immediately and shit. So, hey, so can yeah. we, you guys, you guys are very creative, and I think you guys need to do something like this. But you need to find three people who can play violins and shit like that, and get them out there in their Sunday best <laughs> as like the Titanic thing. And at the same time, <laughs> get like I'll, I can I can get a door slab, and you get like a girl dressed up and shit, and I put a dude in the and do like a whole Titanic thing around this thing. Well, this fuck, is it just won't fucking hilarious. Far. This boat no, is going down at a slow rate. Yeah. It's what? It, 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 well, it's not going like, to sink to the bottom of the trench in the ocean. It's just going to sort of sit there in the ocean, right? But it's a depressing symbol of what's going on. So anyways, then this guy comes running out in the boat. And I'm like standing there with these two guys having riverboats fucking talk for the first time since 1850. And they're talking about like if the paddle wheel is smashed, how they fix it. And I'm like... Where do you find a paddle wheeler repairman? Like, do you call the Civil War? Where do you even find that? And they're like, oh, we'll do it ourselves. They can fix anything, these guys. Wow. And they're talking. Like, it was really actually inspiring to hear them talk. They're like, okay, well, if worse comes to worse, we'll get a super crane in here, and we'll crane the boat out of the river and move it onto the deck, and then we'll fix the hull there with our own welding equipment. Yeah, you didn't tell. You didn't say there's a hole in the hull. Hold on, I was building up to it. But you just alluded to it. There's a, there may be. We need to know how fucked up the boat is. So then this guy comes on deck. And he's like, there is a hole in the hull. And the water in this one compartment is knee high. And the guys are like, what? There is? And I was like, holy shit. This is entertaining. And so there's a hole in the boat. How okay, long were you there for? Four hours. Wow. That's. So you do have like a chair? Okay, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no, actually, oddly enough, John, was I ran into several people that I knew that came down and I got to breathlessly brief them on what was going on. That's kind of exciting, but it I was really believe, like, like, 
these guys are standing around and they they, they sound like problem solvers and I appreciate they are. your problem solver. But they are. at this point, I think the solution to this problem is let this fucking boat go. Let what it the be fuck are you there. talking about? Let's, uh, what are you going to do? Scuttle it in the river and hope it turns into a coral been, reef? Did just, you see? Did you see the arm's length list of problems this thing has had in the past year? Oh my and god! What, have you been on? Like, have you guys? Yeah, of course it? I've been on it. Jesus Christ! It, of course I have. What's so awesome about it? Sell this thing to me. What's so great about this thing? Have okay. you been on it, Chalmers? Yeah. No. My well, sister got well, engaged that's a start. on it. That's the it's I've the most beautiful boat. view of our city is on that boat going up and down the river. But can our, you, but okay, if, okay. Regardless of whether or not the boat is worth all the fucking trouble that it's put on, does our river have the tools to have a boat like that in it? We can't. Yes. Like, like or, okay, then then the captain just drives it into fucking like. Uh, Chummers, you've hit on the one. We I only know like five topics in the world, and this is one of them. So you. This was your problem. You started this. <laughs> okay, so the riverboat, the river bottom shifts, right? So there used to be businesses in Edmonton that would just pull gravel out of the bottom of the river bank and the bottom of the river, knowing it would shift again and they could remine it, right? Yeah. The river itself, the water is artificially controlled, right? So if you run aground or don't run aground or whatever, we can control and do control the height of the river. Mm-hmm. Right, there are things. There are times, sometimes, where you see your hometown in a completely <laughs> different light. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you again. Between the wind <laughs> and the popping, yeah, there's a lot of sounds going on. Yeah, well, someone staring at the sun. That's probably what that sound is, Jay. I think the wind is just blowing right into your mic. Oh, for sure. Right. Well, there you are. Well, I'm just enjoying myself out here. Anyways, go on. All right. Sorry to interrupt you. That's all good. So if you have nicer shit around, you'll enjoy Edmonton more, right? And when yeah. you go to places that take themselves seriously, they have really awesome public spaces, and they also have stuff that you can do to appreciate the city, right? And we don't do that. And the riverboat should be fucking awesome. And for a long time, it wasn't. And it got worse and worse, and subsequent owners owned it. And that's why we tried to buy it. We're like, this is outrageous. Someone's going to take the boat and move it somewhere and make it awesome and drive it hither, tither, and yon and have a grand old time, and we'll never have another riverboat again. And all the hundreds of hours a week of fun that you could have on the riverboat, we won't do else. We won't do other things. We just won't have fun. Riverboat's sweet. So... Why do we like it now? Like, well, I don't think they should just decommission it and be like, fuck it. They should make it awesome. And they're trying to. And the guys who own it have done a really good job. And it's a pain in the ass. So when you're driving on the river and the bank has shifted or the bottom of the river has shifted, it's not like they have a map of topography to know what's happening. Right? It's always changing. So when the water level is really low, everyone's like, oh, the river's super low. It's because some fucking dickhead upstream has decided what the river width or height is going to be. So, so should, we be, should you be giving them a lowball offer right now and we could turn into a riverboat casino like in Ozark? Well, <laughs> so interestingly, when, when we talked to this dude who ultimately bought it, because we wanted to meet after we'd gone head-to-head in the auction, because we both thought it was fake. And then yeah. he was like, apparently, according to him... One more bid from us, and he was going to quit. And I don't know if that's true. He'd been going at it for like seven hours. That's what she said. But uh, when we met, he was like, I want to build a hydraulic lift and get it out of the river in the winter. And I was like, holy fuck, you're going to need a one hell of a lift. And he was like, we can do it. And like, these are the kinds of guys that can do it. They know how to build it. They're very rare. Oh, yeah, for sure they could do it. They love it. Their company loves owning the boat because they love the, the mechanical challenge of maintaining it. Like, how annoying would that have been to maintain it? Oh, well, I, I, first of all, I'd be bankrupt. Um, no, oh, it's all. insured by the Federal Waterways Act. You're fine. <laughs> you <laughs> no, just got a big a, check. From a maintenance thing. Like, mm. yeah, it's got a big, oh, yeah. Uh, I'd be taking that check and buying a new boat because I ain't repair no hole and no hull. Well, this is what we were talking about. They can. They're the right people. That's the thing. It all goes back to the right people bought it. The only reason why we got involved in the auction is that we thought it would be taken away or sent to scrap. Yeah. And And like Chalmers wants to do. Just sink it. Fuck it. Sink it. Yeah. Sink it. Like let her float away to North Battleford. Make it our problem. I don't know. 
just seems like at some point you got to cut your losses. This guy's had some bad press on that thing. Uh, sir, no, welcome don't. Edmonton. By that logic, we should have given up on Taylor Hall one season in. <laughs> we don't do that shit around here. The story of Edmonton Riverboats is actually super fucking weird, right? Like, back in the day, they envisioned having a bunch of riverboats, and they envisioned having a district of, like, live music venues slash restaurants, right? And if you think about that, had they been able to do it in the 1940s or something, and now there's, like, celebrating 85 years of Edmonton's riverboat district. I guarantee you over the span of the last 80 years, way more people would have come to Edmonton and enjoyed themselves, right? Yeah. And because they didn't find a way to do it because of the Great Depression. And they were going to they were gonna dredge the river so that there was like a channel you could always go up and down with boats and it would be like reinforced so they wouldn't run aground. And then they're like, ah, whatever, fuck it. It's the Great Depression. We won't do it. And I was reading it in the journal archives. They're like, one day down the road, Edmontonians will dredge this river, and the river will be filled with pleasure crap. I can't listen to you. I can't listen to you. Do I'm check? How badly do we need to tell Jay to go get out of the wind? Like really, really badly because <laughs> like, it's, really, it's bad. Really fucking badly, please. I wow. apologize to the listeners. Sorry. Wow. I, I, there are no I, listeners. I I pretended that I was listening to this on my earphones, and I probably would have been snapping at the phone by now. Glad Glad we got now I don't want to talk anymore. I hope you have something you're equally passionate about that you can talk about. Uh, yeah, clear clear audio on a podcast. I'm passionate about that. No, that's my passion. <laughs> well, it could be both of our passions then. Uh, no, I'm listen. I want. I know how much you guys care about the River Valley and making like all these little tiny things that people don't really know about that are super cool to enjoy our city. I know you guys are passionate about that. So when I flippantly say, let's get rid of this fucking riverboat, I'm just saying, like, this thing, just it just seems like every single time it's on the news, it's because, A, it either got stuck, or, B, it wasn't allowed to dock because of weather, or, C, it's been destroyed by ice damming. And it's like, good Lord, man, if I owned this thing, if I was that guy, I'd have thrown my hands up in the air long ago and been like, this was not worth it, and I'm going to cut my losses. So that's... From wow. a business standpoint, that's all. Well, let's think about this attitude and extrapolate it outward. If everybody takes this attitude and oil is minus $32 a barrel, <laughs> Edmonton is going to look like season seven of The Walking Dead within two years. <laughs> or we can say, holy Christ, this is really going to hasten the need to develop our economy more and do non-oil stuff. Mm-hmm. And tourism is an important part of a well-balanced breakfast. And the tourism in Edmonton is zero. Unless you count people coming from Grand Cash. For the moment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then the Euros that we uh, tricked no, no, over. No. You've done a wonderful job. You can probably consider yourself one of the top 10 influencers of Edmonton's international travel scene. <laughs> right? But I Ooh, think yeah. it's, it's important if we want to have tourism to help Edmonton continue to develop. We've got to have shit that's worth seeing. Right? And we don't have a lot of stuff, unfortunately, that's worth seeing. And we got to build more stuff that's important. And people get mad about arenas, right? They're like, no, you shouldn't build an arena. You should take the money of the arena and fill every pothole in for 700 miles all around and blah, blah, blah. If there wasn't an arena district, that part of downtown would still be fucking dust. Mm-hmm. Straight up. So doing things like the gondola and fixing the fucking boat, one by one, they don't matter. But if you put them all together, it adds a lot to your city. And the fucking yeah. riverboat, getting titanic while everyone's on social media being like we're like titanic is like particularly grim <laughs> and the fact these dudes are like fuck it we'll get a super crane and winter out of the river I'm like god damn this is the kind of guys you can get behind i'm so glad you own the boat not us yeah respect this is I, very I inspiring we should, we should we should all we should put a gofundme together to save the river boat Mm-mm. we should Mm-mm. anybody anybody that this guy's about- rich man he isn't asking anybody for anything we don't need to do a GoFundMe. I know how to swing a hammer. I guarantee I could I could fix a paddle wheel. Ooh. We should look at all of our problems, like these guys owning the boat, look at them and be like, we can overcome them. That's all the lesson is to be learned. I see. At the end of the day, like, if you if you threw something out every time you were frustrated with it, I would have thrown out this podcast eight times. <laughs> <laughs> Just said today. The guy, Just said today. the guys who employ your rim truck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, you know what I always say? Manage up. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? 
what aren't we talking about? It's real life, buddy. Buddy, the riverboat damn near sunk. What a day it was. I tell you. How long was it there? Four hours of naval, nail-biting excitement. It sounds like no it might boat. have been the highlight of your quarantine. They have no boats to come help. There's only one boat in Edmonton. <laughs> There's no tugboat that can't get help. I, I've got a little 12-foot fishing boat. I might put it to sea and see what I can do. Yeah, well, there's, there's a police boat, but you need like a, if you wanted to get this out navally, you'd need like a tugboat. I'll never forget when, because uh, like the, the one thing that's cool that's happening in Edmonton uh, over the last few years is that the river is opening up. Like the city, of course, done such a good job of cleaning it up that people use it more, right? So you'll, I've seen people wakeboarding on it, mm. kneeboarding, all types of shit. So one day, me and uh, Nipsey, Australian Nipsey, we inflated up the party island, which is like this, like, literally, it's probably like 250 square foot of, a, of, of an inflatable, call it house party device that we put on the river, just me and him, and just, we had plastic cups, and we started crushing beers. And, uh, it, and it, was, it was like 28 degrees out. It was just unreal. So we floated for like two hours. And, That's the one um, you get from Costco? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, part uh, the best one in the world. Oh, it's unre- it, Honestly, you could put 25 people on it, but it's just Nipsey and I, just two of us. So all of a sudden, we're halfway on our floating journey, and these two Sea-Doo's wheel up, and it's cops. Unbelievable. Like, so there's, 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 there's river cops. I was like, holy cow. So they just wheel up, and they were like, well, they, 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 they saw just two guys on a, like a, basically a, an inflatable tube that's ginormous. They probably just wanted to make sure that we weren't cooking meth or something, and uh, or you know drinking in public, or drinking in public. So so, anyways, we didn't like the good thing is we were drinking in solo cups, so we're just keeping it one hundred, you know. And uh, anyways, we're talking, and I and I like they just wouldn't stop talking to us, and I think they're trying to get us to slip, but they weren't trying to get us like they weren't asking us tough questions. Anyways, we talked for like twenty minutes, and then the guys were like, "Okay, you guys are cool." Have a good day. Thanks for drinking in, in plastic cups. And then they sea dude off into the river to try to catch the real troublemakers. Awesome. Imagine that was a thing that people were always doing. That'd be so fun. Now. Oh, it was so good. It, it's, it's so fun. Do you think it's more it's more embarrassing to be a bite cop or a sea dude cop? I think a sea dude cop would be rad. Yeah. That's the best yeah. thing. Nothing ever happens except you it, have to. You got to earn that you, beat. Would you wear like pit vipers and. Oh yeah, like a, like a like a neon wetsuit with your cop vest on. I'd have like a frogman suit with like my depthometer on a wristband and like goggles at the ready in case I need to go lie face down in four feet of water. Yeah, yeah, I'd be packing like a ten, like a well, not ten aggressive, like a four foot harpoon. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I'd go straight nautical, hardcore nautical, like military guy. <laughs> Coming aboard, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Edmonton, our friends over at Jaffa Machinery are proud wow. to be from Edmonton. There you go. That's how you transition that. And uh, maybe, maybe if the Riverboat Group needs some help with some gear or some equipment, they can hit up Jaffa. We can have some, you know, brand synergy. I don't think that's the right way to use that word. Um, but yeah, Jaffa Machinery, our good friends. Check them out, jaffaequipment.com. Proud to be from Edmonton. Proud sponsor of the podcast. And we're proud that they are a sponsor of our podcast. Are we ever? Can I tell Remember? you about something cool that happened when after after last episode? If you listen to last episode, you know that I talked about Colin Hanks and his tweet yeah. um, about yeah. him finding out that there's a 1986 documentary on the Edmonton Oilers and that he was very excited to, to hear about this. And we started talking about boys on the bus and whether or not like you made a joke that I'd have to have it on VHS. Well, to my surprise, somebody slid into my DMs, a, a friend of mine, a guy that used to work with my wife, and he said to me, I have DVD copies of both of them, the boys on the bus and the boys are back. And he's like, would you like to borrow them and show them to your boys? So, of course, I said, absolutely. They were in my mailbox this morning. I took a picture wow. of them today and sent them to the group. How cool is that? That's awesome. That's I, cool. I didn't know there was a second video movie or whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, it's called The Boys Are Back. It's like on, oh. the, next, it's like on the next season. Really? Oh, I'd want to see that so bad. Yeah, and you know on the front how they'll have, like, a circle with a bunch of, like, like almost like a sunlight 
badge, like badge or something that's really exciting in the DVD, it says on the front of Boys in the Bus or Boys on the Bus that um, a moment uh, featuring world class song, a moment in time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> then. Yes, yeah. I can hear it in my head. It's like it should be in like a fucking eighties rock. That was song. the song we were talking about. It's a moment in time. So good. I love it. <laughs> Who sang it? It would be like David Foster or something? It was yeah, like, like Scott, seriously. Scott McQueen, McEwen or something? Or like Tim McEwen or something? I don't Tim know. Tim McGraw? No, it was, I think it probably, I don't know. But anyway, so I'm excited. I'm going to show, uh, it gets, we're getting into the weekend now. I'm going to show them and sit down one night with some popcorn and show them both to my boys. I'm very pumped and I'm very happy that, you know, people listen to this thing and they get back to me with cool stuff like this. It was fucking mm. awesome. Are those on YouTube? Yes. Well, they are, but it's not great. Like, I did find it on YouTube, but this is now going to be DVD quality. And my boys deserve DVD quality, you know? Well, I was just thinking you should upload it to YouTube. Well, they, so I would never not know. I wouldn't know the first thing about doing that, so I could get you guys to do it. But uh, that's probably not a bad idea. We could. Might be some copyright issues with that. No, well, you know what? I think uh, we'll let, leave it 19- to YouTube to defend. Yeah, the ni- exactly. How exactly does one upload a video to YouTube? Just like uploading a video onto Instagram, just bigger. Uh-huh. You just upload it, Thomas. You have a file, easy. you select the file, upload it. Sometimes like you can even drag the file. That sounds fun. <laughs> now you know how I feel, Thomas, about every other thing on Earth that I don't You know just put do. the DVD into yeah. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but my fucking computer doesn't even have a... A slot for well, that's DVD. the thing. You have to uh, get you have to have some equipment nowadays to make this work. Yeah, I say, yeah they don't yeah, even yeah. really they don't still on like uh, the Big Macs. They don't still put the DVD in them, do they? No, no. Yeah. In fact, they don't even do fucking cables really anymore. Just power. Everything else is wireless. Yeah, that's a good point. Stay yeah. staying somewhat on topic. Uh, we're halfway through the podcast here. Actually, it's a Thursday one, so maybe we're more than halfway. Who knows? Um, Edmonton now being sort of officially reported as an option for a neutral site for the Pacific Division to play out of. It makes a ton of sense if they're going to pick a city to do it. We talked about this. Was it on Real Life or was it on Oilers Nation Radio? All the podcasts blend together in my mind. Um, but it makes sense. You have the hotel attached to the rink. You have the Oilers locker room that they could obviously use. The Oil Kings locker room could be used. The McEwen Griffins locker room. There's two NHL-sized arenas there. Like, everything lines up really nicely. So it sounds like um, if we do get hockey in July, which the NHL wants, it could be right here in Edmonton. I just kind of wanted to get everyone's thoughts on that, and I'll start with you, Jay, since I, I look up and your face is the only one on the FaceTime. Oh, yeah, everyone's paused right now. Um, it's very heartwarming and comforting to know that Edmonton's one of the places because I just know that, you know, I know that the, the teams will be playing without fans, but I know Connor will be playing on Edmonton Ice. And that, uh, that as, 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 from a fan perspective, I love it. But what I mainly love is the fact that we're talking actually about having hockey come back in July, mm. which really is the most important thing because I'm fucking starving for for something to cheer for. And definitely my, my Edmonton Oilers uh, more, more so than anything else. So I'm good. I'm also pumped, you know, you know, that's going to be a ton of money that comes into Edmonton. Now, I know it's going to be spent in, in pretty specific places, but, like, it's just good that 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 uh, Edmonton's going to get the benefit of this as well, just from a civic pride point of view. Yeah, and, like, you mentioned the money it pumps in. Like, obviously, these players are going to need to stay in a hotel, and they'll stay downtown. But, you know, there's the catering side of it. Like, these guys need food. They need to eat. They basically would have to live here for a month. So, you're right. I think there is an aspect of it that's, Good for the economy. Uh, Wanye, your thoughts on Edmonton hosting the neutral site? So how does this plan play? They go the rest of the regular season here? They go right to playoffs? I think they want to bring the whole league back for a small stretch and play out some regular season before they jump into the playoffs. So I think it would be like, potentially, I don't know if all eight teams would be here, but um, yeah, it would be a lot of teams in Edmonton playing each other. So does that mean that, like, if you're not in the Pacific Division and you have a game against the Pacific Division team, you're going to fly to Edmonton to play it? No, I think you would, like, the rest of the regular season would be all, like, inter-division play, potentially. Oh, so they're just going to, oh, okay. So are there going to be teams that would just come, how many games are left to play, 14? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, like, the logistics on the whole thing yeah. and how the schedule would be made. Um, I just know there'd be a lot of teams in Edmonton. If there's a shitload of games, oh, yeah, but no one can go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, basically, well, we can watch it on TV. Exactly. It would be amazing. I'm all for it. There's a selfish part of me um, that hopes they allow, like, one access for the media. So, you can just, like, walk up the stairs, go right to the press box or do something on, like, the concourse level where the media can be there to like attend and report on the games. Cause I want nothing more than to be one of like the 20 or 40, 50 people who get to sit in the arena while it's completely empty and watch oh the hockey God. games. Oh, that'd be cool. Well, and eerie, but cool. Yeah. They should like, do a lottery. They should do a lottery to allow a hundred fans to watch and be mic'd up or something. Oh, so there's like two people per section all the way around. So that way they're gonna get some crowd noise. How, yeah, like, then you'd have yeah. You'd have to get like people in the stat like people They mic you stadium workers to work. Oh and you're talking on the PA system. <laughs> yeah, or they just like Everyone has both Remember horns. how they used to they used to pipe in crowd noise. Remember when they yeah, got yeah. busted for that? Yeah. They can still do that. So did the but they Eskimos. need to know Really? Yeah, they got busted once. Interesting. I don't think it's that bad. Nah. Fuck, who cares? But anyways, they got to make it so that you're not... When you're watching a crowdless game, you can't have no crowd noise. You got to pipe it back in, into the into the feed. So Maybe they... everyone at home wears a headset. <laughs> and it's that collective hive of cheering that gets piped into, into Rogers. And a lot of weird shit will be said, especially about how cute and beautiful the Nuge is or weird shit like that. Well, I... They should still... They should still let Hunter do his thing with no fans. He should just be like twirling and whirling in an empty arena while the game is going on. Oh, he can do he can do some really good shit with an empty building. They uh, it, they would have to do something for the noise because I, from a PR standpoint, you don't want everything the players say on the ice to be heard because the the TV cameras would pick everything up. Yeah, it would basically oh, like shit. micing everyone up. And I mean, I'm Don't sure. I'm sure there are some things that are not exactly up to uh, 2020 standards that are set on the ice, do, right? Do you know how much money I would pay if they did a separate feed? If they did one feed for just like sound effects, but then did a separate feed where you could pay like a subscription and you knew it was going to be explicit, and you and they would just let you hear everything that was said. I, I pay, this is a little off topic, but. Right I, I always heard stories um, like around the broadcasting world that ESPN would always like, you know, once every few years pitch out the idea of rated R sports where the announcers can just be like, fuck shit, piss and say whatever they want. (laughs) And that like that was going to be their plan. And they would like focus group it. And then it, it, it would always fall apart before it ever got like too, too serious. But can you imagine you're watching an Oilers game, and Jack Michaels is just like, and he gets fucking blown up by Darnell fucking Nurse. I want to take it back. Did you say like three bad words are fuck, shit, and piss? I don't know. Those, wow. those are just the three that rattle off. Like you would never hear. Boy, do we, 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 we've got some teaching to provide you. <laughs> Come to my dojo. Let's would do you... rated exports where they can swear and be nude. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Let's, it's fucking pandemic times. Let's get wild. Let's get wild. Let's kill a guy at intermission. Let's have two people knife fight. The The last question I had on Edmonton as a neutral site would be, where do the Oilers stay? Because couldn't the rest of the league look at this as a massive advantage for Edmonton? If the players are like, they are they allowed to go home and sleep in their own bed, or are they also yes. living in the hotel? No, they. I think. I think. I think to keep everything in in a bubble, I think they would have to be sequestered yeah, as well. That's true. Every team's in a different floor or something of a yeah. hotel. Do yeah, you there's, think, there's no shortage of hotel rooms. Yeah. No. But you also have to remember, like, I don't know how many people. What's the, what's the downtown hotel called? The Marriott. The Marriott. Yeah, JW Marriott. Yeah, yeah, yeah JW it's Marriott. Attached. It is attached, right? So technically, you could create an actual bubble where they never leave that building. Um, yeah. But uh, there's so many staff too, right? Like, how many rooms does that place have? I know it's a lot, but is it enough? Like, if every team has to bring 25 players, you would assume they would want some extras in case of injury. Then their whole it may coaching take a staff, couple. It may take a couple hotels, but there's yeah. literally zero percent vacancy. Yeah, that's fair. They can make that work, right? They can be like. 
these three teams stay at the Westin, these three stay at the Mac, these three stay at the JW Marriott. All these hotels are now able to reopen, so they'll be pumped. But you'd have to guard that place like with like several rings of security because if oh, yeah, germs 100%. got in, if 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 this got the reason why I don't know how you do this is if it breaks down and a team gets sick, yeah. the whole thing's have to be canceled. Yeah. So there are uh, there are three hundred and forty six rooms at the JW Marriott. Whoa, oh, that's more than enough. Because so, if everyone, especially if teams, if they just went two players to a room, you could pick yeah. everyone one in player to a room. One you know, player to one. You know player. how many hotel rooms there are there are in Las Vegas? Eighty thousand. Found this out today. One hundred and fifty five thousand. Whoa. There was the mayor. Did you anybody see this? The oh, mayor yeah. of Las Vegas was, on the interview with. Anderson she was Cooper. the best. Oh what my did God! She say? Uh, five what minutes of gold, say? pure gold. He asked her a question about going to the casinos. My favorite one, Chalmers, is when he asked her about, "Would you be willing to work in the casinos?" And she <laughs> says, "No, I have a family. I have a family." <laughs> she says, "Why would you ask me that? I, I don't have any reason to be there. What, what would that? What would I? What would I be doing there?" And he goes, "Well, no, it, you'd be putting your money where your mouth is to feel afraid of <laughs> like Las Vegas." And she's like, "No, that's just silly." And my favorite one was. You know, in whenever we have viruses like this, there's two different ways that we handle it. There's the placebo, which is just sugar and water, and then there's people that get the real, well, the real vaccination. Well, we want to be the placebo. He's like, yeah. you want to be the what? They want to like, be, yeah, the be the test case. Yeah. And we're like, this woman is fucking insane. What is she talking about? And like, and the best is when she's like, she, she goes, he goes, well, how would they social distance in a casino if it was open? She goes. Well, they'd have to figure that out. It's not my job. I'm like, oh my god, this lady is the best. Isn't it kind of we, her job though? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, like 100 percent her job to keep to keep like it's it's a balancing act between keeping people safe and keeping economic growth and making sure people can uh, you know work and, and be safe. So yeah, so no, it, if anybody wants to fight, it's five minutes long too. And she and and at the end, Cooper just looks like he's the best in this interview. He just keeps giving it to her. She just keeps fumbling her words. So good. So basically, yeah, she's... Be like, sorry, it would just be like basically Don Don Iverson saying, "Well, fuck it, it's not my problem. I don't know what to tell you." Yeah, totally. I, I've I've heard from so many casino owners that I just need to get them open. Like, but she doesn't say. She, oh, she goes. She, they go. He goes, well, then you're, you'd want the casinos and the shows and everything open. And he goes, she goes, people don't just come here for that. We have professional sports teams. And I'm like, this <laughs> we have, she said, we have playing. love. Like, we have yeah. love. We have we professional have sports love. teams. We have love. It's so good. What? Love is a good show, though. Let's be honest. She, she legit just like uh, is going to be a huge a meme coming up because I think that was just last night, was it not? Yeah. 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 But she basically says she's cool with like sacrificing lives if it means they can be the test run to open up again. She and she said, and she said, and, and in her quote, she said, "What a leader! I've lived, I've lived a long and healthy life. I've been through. I've seen viruses. There's been viruses." And he goes, and he says, "But you, you do know that, like, I don't know." He makes some really valid point, and she goes, "Oh, you're being an alarmist. I'm not like that. Okay, I'm not an alarmist." And he's like, "An alarmist? I don't. It, it goes so deep." <laughs> And she, she almost goes into some areas where it could have really gotten bad when she says that Vegas is not China. And you're just like, oh, take a step back. Start thinking a little bit harder. It was fucking good. You, you know what she did? She looked like she did that interview after three or four cocktails. Oh, God, yeah. She did look a little buzzed, eh? The Vegas way. Everybody in the States is on them perkies. Percocets? They're all yeah. on drugs. Yeah, they are. Huh? They are, man, for real. Everyone in the states. Well, a lot of people are on mood altering drugs in the states, man. A lot. Look at there's a billions of dollars of mood altering drugs sold every year. Interesting. Um, people are on Adderall and shit. You ever, you ever notice somebody who's on Adderall or anything? No, I, I mean, I know what Adderall okay. does, but I wouldn't be able to be like, oh, I think that person's on Adderall. Yeah. Chalmers, what do, do? what do they do? They just organize stuff or what? I don't oh, even know what that. They're just super dialed in, right? They're like super, super into whatever it is they're doing. I know an American guy. It's crazy, man. American guys do recreational pharmaceutical drugs. Like to me, it's like the craziest shit ever. But 
He's like, oh yeah, we were partying the other day. My buddy did a bunch of Adderall and then went and cleaned my other friend's entire house. Hammered. Fuck. Cleaned the entire house, like supremely organized. Took him like four hours during a house party. Sweet, good friend. I would never get into something like that. I have a story of someone I know who put weed in their peanut butter sandwich and then got had like a really, really weird or bad high, I guess, and got so freaked out that his girlfriend would think the apartment's messy that he just spent the next three hours cleaning the whole place because he was just fucking paranoid <laughs> that she was going to come home and yell at him because he, I don't know. Yell at him. Jesus. Good relationship. The yeah, whole what a story's empty hilarious. Husk. That's good. Yeah. Um... All right, we uh, we have a segment on the show that was old, and now we've made it new again, keeping it 100. It's kind of a Chalmers thing, but uh, before we get to Chalmers, does anyone else have something that they just really need to get off their chest? Yeah, I got one. Oh, okay, go ahead, Big Bell. I'll go next. It really fucking annoys me that they only loaded two episodes of The Last Dance and that we have to oh. wait a week for more. Why don't you just put the whole fucking show up on Netflix? I could have crushed it. I could have talked about the entire thing, and it drives me bananas that they only put up two. I was thinking about Tiger King. Would Tiger King have been Tiger King if they put one episode a week, or would people have lost interest already and kind of forgot about it? No, well, drives me. Yeah, the two different things. Tiger King is it, it. It had to be dumped on there because I see, think but you- like. MJ, I would have crushed the whole last dance already. Of course, but I think it's I think it's good that they're stretching it out. I'm with you, Bang Bell. I would have loved to have crushed it, but at the same time, the minute I finish it all, I would have been sad that it's over. Okay, so, so I kind of like thing. that they're stretching it out, and it's Michael Jordan, so it's always he's he, he like it's he's not going to time out, so you're not going to lose the focus of this uh, docu series. No, I, I, I hate it. I hate Tiger it. King hit so hard and was so popular for like three weeks. And now it's just like gone. Like, sure, there's still Tiger King memes, but it's done. It's gone. <laughs> this MJ thing is going to last for a month and then probably another couple weeks after it. And they're, they're genius for only putting out two at a time. And, like, this thing wasn't even scheduled to be, to be coming out right now. Like, it wasn't even supposed to come out until summer. Yeah. But because of, like, where we are in our quarantines and stuff, they decided to move it ahead. And, oh, man, I think it's genius. And I know how frustrating it is because I'm going through it, too. I wish I could watch them all right now. But two at a, two, two a week, that's smart. Um, In the world of Netflix, I want, them all, I want all of them. Like, if I want to watch all episodes of Ozark tonight, I can go ahead and do that. And I can have a great time. And I can just get myself fat and oiled up and work on my OnlyFans account while Ozark's on in the background. Yeah. And then now I can't do that with MJ, which is what I really want to do. So it really pisses me off if I'm keeping it 100 that there are only two episodes of The Last Dance on Netflix. Oh, that is a good keep at 100. I like it. I need, yeah, I, need you guys, I need you guys to keep me accountable because I think I'm saying um too much on the podcast, but that's besides the point. Uh, Bag Milk, I think what they're trying to do is like lift up all their platforms though, right? Because this is an ESPN thing. So I think they want to give like the ESPN radio shows across the country like shit to talk about and more content and, you know, breakdowns on SportsCenter where they can like have people talking about the documentary for the next five weeks, because it, it, it's just a way to like multiply their content. But I get where you're coming from. Well, like they got the NFL draft tonight. Yeah. You can talk about that. You can talk about fucking Gronk going to uh, to Tampa Bay. There's shit going on, man. Give me all of the episodes. Give them to me. Listen to me, you fucking millennial twat. When I was a kid, <laughs> and we wanted to watch like must-be TV, we had to wait every Thursday. We couldn't yeah. just bang out a whole season of Friends. And it is shocking to me that you people think you should be entitled to sit down and watch 14 episodes in a row of shit. And we had to endure the commercials uphill both ways. Yeah, and if you fucked up and you accidentally set your VCR wrong and you didn't want to be home one night, you never got to know what happened ever. Your life... Your life schedule revolves around the TV guys. You guys are talking like I'm all that much younger than you. Like, I, know, I remember just, VCRing shit. I, mean, I just remember how good we have it now. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's amazing. It's 2020 player adapted die. If there's hey. one thing in quarantine that you need to do is you need to take pause and be grateful for things. Take it from my friend Quentin Quarantino. Quentin? <laughs> well, I don't know Quentin? what he's saying because I Quentin? applied to see his account, but it's locked and I'm still waiting. But I, he said something. Uh, anyone else uh, who wants to go next? I've got a JR. Timothy. I've got a Timothy tour quarantine gun update. Um, 
He has accepted our terms of being a sponsored athlete. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited to announce that our nation real life, the power and influence that we have, we've moved his follower count up by nine. That's Ooh, huge. We really, huge. really moved me. the needle. Really, oh yeah, really moved the needle there, just showing the, the power and influence we possess. Uh, so I'm getting him a nation flag to supplant his Saturday for the or for the boys flag, and he's gonna. I, I've got a couple uh, a nation beers I'm gonna send his way that they'll be gunned this weekend. So Fantastic. stay tuned. We'll push that through our channel. He uh, he listened to the pod last week. He was shocked that I read everything he said, talking about how the last beer sucked and. Uh, how, how he was, he had just wanted to make sure that this beer was good. Um, so he was, he was kind of shocked that I shared that, but, uh, I said, no man, it's real life. We've got to be real. So Timothy tour update, quarantine gun coming. All right. Um, I have a keeping it 100 on, uh, okay. So I sat down and I binged that Waco show that's on Netflix. Oh, you binged it. Did you? Yeah, I did. I watched them in like two days. <laughs> <laughs> Bag milk, go ahead. Hit him. Uh, uh, I noticed that you uh, you binged it and you enjoyed the whole series rather than having <laughs> to wait fucking weeks for more episodes. Yeah, Millennial twat. <laughs> um, but I have a beef here. I really didn't know, and this is partially me just not looking into stuff like this, but I really didn't know what happened. I knew that it was like a cult thing and a bunch of people died, but like I didn't know the details around this. And my beef is actually now with the school system for not teaching me this stuff. I wasn't, I'm not very far removed from high school and I don't learn about, (laughs) I did not learn about any of that shit about like mass shootings in the States, any of this cult stuff. Like that is not a part of any sort of curriculum. And in my opinion, it should be, you learn so much about like the beginning times, like hundreds of years ago, but they don't like, I could tell you shit about the bourgeoisie in Europe. And I know that is still relative to today because government and all that. But in my opinion, there should be more shit like this and like current events taught in school. So that's my beef. That's my rant. I'm done. We could uh, we could restart the branch of the video if you want. Yeah, well, you, can, you could still, be the new David Koresh. I think. Or why don't we cooking. educate him about the uh, Hale Bob com- Comet? What? You remember that cult? Do I remember that cult? That's yeah. top five cult. Uh, that's top five cult in the last twenty years. Maybe it should be a university class because I don't think you want to be educating high school kids about mass shootings. But you no. should be, man. <laughs> it's an awful idea. Yeah. No, but maybe, that's like a maybe studied event, in university. Well, no. it is a current event. Maybe in university. Really, they don't really teach current events in in school, right? They no. teach like history. But right? sorry, it's not current events. It's recent history. Like to me, like yeah. the more recent shit should be included in some of this. I don't well, know. Well, this is almost thirty years ago now, too, isn't it? Yeah, like, this is Wake shit up. I would like to know. I think that's something that, like, has an impact on society, and I think it should be, like, I think it should be taught to high school kids. Yeah, people died. It was fucked up, and here's a lesson about it. Do you want me to go and lecture local school children on the riverboat? Sure, that should be taught <laughs> be as like, well. Listen here, you millennial twat, and then I'll start yelling. <laughs> you should call this that. Are we doing our? Are we doing the segment now or what? I'm on pins and needles. Oh crazy! Oh, what are we, we doing? We, we have been doing it. I just well, I know 100 on how the school system a, sucks. Yeah, yeah. Sure, but fire away, oh, Charles. Let's go. Who's next? Fire away, Charles. Fire away, buddy. <laughs> well, you want me to go now? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, are you not ready? I'll go. I'll just yeah, I'm one ready. right now. I'm ready. I'm gonna keep it 100 by saying that tonight is the most excited I have been in a month and a half. Today. All I've been doing is counting down the minutes until tonight. I'm going to pour myself my finest Ryan Coke in my finest Crystal Rocks glass. I'm going to dust off my favorite spot in the couch. I'm going to iron my favorite Arizona Cardinals jersey. And I'm going to sit down and watch the NFL draft. This thing will be the most amazing televised sporting event in history. It will be compelling because of the stuff that they have to go through to make it happen it's going to be complicated the owners and or the gms will all be on a zoom conference 32 75 year old white men who have no idea what they're doing on a computer are going to be (laughs) sitting there on a zoom call it's a social experiment there will also be reporters on zoom calls who are going to break in and in between the picks break down the picks 
Will Joe Burrow go first to the Bengals? Will the Dolphins take a chance on Tua? I don't give a shit. I don't care. <laughs> All I want to see is what 70-year-old man's kids are going to come in. Who's going <laughs> to yell at their kids off? Who's going to dog is going to run in front of the screen? Who's yes. gonna, who is going to miss their first-round pick because they're looking into this camera and they're saying, can you hear me? But I don't know. What, can you hear me? Is this oh, on? Is this oh, thing shit. on? Honey, I muted. Unmute me. <laughs> if I'm going to keep it 100, it's going to be to say, if you by any chance listen to this before 6 o'clock Eastern Tire Mountain Standard Time, please do yourself a favor and hit record on the NFL draft. It will be worth it. <laughs> I think there's going to be a ton of good meme content that comes yes, out of that, just for exactly a, what Chalmers said. What what year? What what owner are we going to zoom in? We're going to stop on his feet and zoom into his desk and see some outrageous thing that should not have been there. But they're all doing it from their basements or their home offices. It is. It, some of them had said, "I don't want anybody in the room with me. I don't even want our IT guy there." Will it get hacked? Will somebody hack into the Zoom call? And, and 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 complicate somebody's first round pick. It well, the Russian pack. It's not live, is it? Amazing. Oh, yeah. It is a hundred percent live. Why don't they just it make is. a thirty second delay to make it not so? Crazy? Oh, there might be. There might be some kind of. Uh, there might level. be. But did you guys hear what they did for all the players who are going to be drafted tonight? If you're no. a player who could potentially be picked, apparently the NFL sent them all thirty two teams hats. So every pick had a box with 32 <laughs> hats show up to their door so they could put it on Mark. and wear the right hat. That's Welcome good to the big league, bitch. I did also see that uh, they sent him a, uh, they all sent him a, a memo saying what you can and cannot have in your TV screen because all there's going to be like 45 uh, you know college seniors that are that are going to be on a Zoom call like ready, you know, in case they get called even though only 31 of them or 32 of them will get picked today. You got to have these guys ready. Right. And I, they, they sent them a big long list. Like you cannot wear branded apparel. I just, I can't wait till some guys just, somebody's going to fuck up tonight and it's going of to be course. amazing. And it's going to be, <laughs> so it's worth it. So I'm keeping it 100 by saying this is, we needed this man. I need this right now with no sporting events and no nothing. And two days ago, it was confirmed that Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson will play golf with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in a match for charity. So that's something to look forward to then, but this is my, my necessary right now. So that's it. I have another Good one, buddy. I have another well one. Well said. Well said. <laughs> I want to well keep it 100 on my new podcast beef that I have going with this guy on Twitter. His name's like Rick from Clearwater or something like that. Red? Red? Oh, no. Rick from Red, Red from Redwater or something. Red from Redwater or whatever. This guy fucking hates me. He comes at me hard. <laughs> it's been like three podcasts in a row where this guy will tweet me and be like, your idea fucking sucks. And I'm excited for him to roast me on my school system thing. And you know what? I was kind of a jerk to him, but I love it. I love the rivalry. I love when people keep me in check. So, uh, Rick from Vent, wherever you're from, Ron or Red, I love you, and thank you for keeping me in check. 100. 100. I love you. I need like DM a, me. I need you like need a, the 100 button. I know, I, I do, but I don't have it, it inside podcast. I don't have the software downloaded on my laptop. That's on the computer back at HQ. So I need to download the software so I can add more onto my soundboard. Very, very confusing. Um, guys, that was a great round of uh, Keep It 100. Thank you guys very much for doing the podcast today. Are Thanks, you, buddy. Is, is JR doing any Keep It 100? I didn't do one either. <laughs> oh, I thought, you, I thought you guys did yours. Okay, go, go, go. You guys got them? Let's go. <laughs> my rant, my, no, because you said any updates that I provided one on uh, Timothy Tour and yeah. the quarantine gun. Was that your Keep It 100? No, that's just more of my uh, State of the Union. I thought that's what it was. Sorry. Well, I thought I'd be keeping it 100. Hey, go, go <laughs> then. Keep it 100. I guess, I guess, I guess it is in the sense of I'm pumped to uh, stay tuned to see what he does this weekend now that he's a sponsored nation real life athlete. But uh, yeah, so if I'm keeping it 100 uh, off the dome, Chalmers, great rant. Mine's not more, mine's more just, well, real life in terms of what I'm going through and experiencing. But, Political affi- affiliations aside, 
we are going through a fucking crazy time, but God damn it. It's not, it might not be the best, best answer or best solution, but nothing will be. I feel like we actually are getting support from the government to help us get through this fucking shit. And I'm grateful to be a Canadian. Uh, and that's me keeping it 100 because. Oh, he goes political on keeping it 100. No, patriotic. Well, patriotic. No, no, no. This is a Canadian thing. It's not uh, political affiliations inside. It's. I, I know other what countries. Have, psycho. I you love democracy. Yeah. Yeah, democracy. Fuck Come yeah. On, go, go religious, Bag Milk. Go religious. You know, I'm, religious I'm with you, buddy. Hold on. Wait. I'm with you, Jay. There's like, oh, it's interesting to see how every country is reacting to this. Like, it's an action movie. And, like, the Americans started yelling at each other, and Trump made it all about himself, and no one can trust Chinese people, they think, and the military might have done it, and blah, blah, blah. And racism got ra- racist, got racist. Canada's done a wicked job. Everybody yeah, yeah. didn't fight. The government's done its part. The citizens have done its part. The health system people are all miracle workers. We haven't been looting. Everybody went home. There's no protests. We shouldn't take for granted that, like, most people in Canada believe the government has their self-interest at heart, like has the interest of the people at heart. And the states doesn't feel like that. And you can see it on TV. Is is that the keeping it 100? No. But I'm agreeing with Jay's point. I'm happy to be Canadian too, Chalmers. Very Are you happy. happy to be Canadian, Chalmers. Chalmers I'm very is not. happy to be Canadian. Yes, I am. He's Don't happy to be an Arizona. Me. He's happy to be a Arizona Cardinal. I want to be an Arrowhead Chief. Arrowhead Chief. Oh, that goes Chief. back to a football trip to KC where Ms. Nicole. We met, Ms. Nicole. We met famous Kansas City rapper Ms. Nicole, who sings an Arrowhead Chief song, and it <laughs> was amazing. She was she was walking through the tailgate. She's in the front. She's rapping. Behind her, four kids dancing in perfect sequence as they walk. Behind them, three more dudes. And one of them is rolling on a dolly, a huge speaker. And they are pumping this track. And it was so good. So good. Wow. Yeah, it was yeah. unreal. One of my best tailgate experiences ever. <laughs> and so she she's walking stopped. around rapping. Yes. Yeah. And she stopped right in front of us because she, she could tell she got an audience. And... She sang the whole song, and like we were, wow, yeah, it was awesome. It was so good. So she was just walking around rapping one song on loop. No, she was singing. She's got an album. We bought her album. Of course, of course. Yeah, she does have CD. an album. Yeah. But her favorite song, her, her 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 song that she played as she's walking around was it's called "I'm an Arrowhead Chief" or just an Arrowhead Chief. Or something. <laughs> yeah, are you an Arrowhead Chief? Search her up. It's, it's and her video, her music video on YouTube is actually a video of her doing it in the tailgate. And it's Ms. Nicole, M-I-Z-Z-N-O-K-I-L or A-L. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. This podcast is really good ever since we almost ended it 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> we're very good when we're desperate. Yeah. Are you going to keep it 100? Well, mine will keep it 100. Yeah, I'll keep it 100, man. So, yeah, Shout out to the fucking riverboat dude. We'll end it where we started. Shout out to those dudes, man. If right now, in the midst of all this shit, you own the riverboat and it took a fucking iceberg dead ahead right to the hull, shout out to these guys who are like scrambling, going down there and doing whatever it takes to fix it. If we live in a shitty place, they just leave it till spring. Yeah, you guys are on it. 100. Good Edmontonians. Well done. So glad we don't own the boat. (laughs) Did you find it, Tyler? Yeah, I found it. Do you want to listen to it live on the podcast? Fuck yeah! Let's let's let let put it up let's, on social too. That should be the that, that we should we should play right out to that song. <laughs> Are you an arrowhead deep? Dramatic pause. Yeah, deep? yeah. I'm just filling the void. Are you deep? Filling. <laughs> Keep filling. We can edit this out. We can edit this. Out. We uh, won't, yeah. but we could. No, we won't. We can. The thing about real life podcasting is raw. Okay, wait. You guys do know that your voices are being recorded, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
No regrets. What are you writing the song you're MC? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna lay down my track. Here. Yeah, Jeez. the podcast was two hours. He can't find it. He just makes minutes of it with Chuck finding the song. Yeah. Yeah. Makes up a song and pretends he's the rapper and just raps the song. He thinks we would hear. Yo, you bet. But don't fuck it up. Don't do Ms. Nicole <laughs> fucking dirty. Oh, dirty. Yeah, don't do her dirty. People need to go listen to the song. Listen to it themselves. I just played it for like eight seconds and you can barely hear it. Um, the video is hilarious though. It's okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll put it on. Push it on social then. Yeah. That's funny. All right. All right. Now am I allowed Bag to end milk. the podcast? Yeah, no, sure. I guess. Bag milk's got to do his one hundred. Oh yeah, bag milk. You haven't done a word in an hour. Jesus. Oh, Are you guys paying attention? Yeah, man. Last dance. Also, subscribe to my OnlyFans. Nation oh, Happy Hour tomorrow shit. at four thirty. Yeah, right. Nation Happy Hour oh, tomorrow at yeah. four thirty. Don't forget. Yeah, Chalmers, come join a Nation Happy Hour for God's sakes. I will. I'll be there at four thirty tomorrow morning. Sure. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. You go on Instagram tomorrow at four thirty in the morning. I'll probably still be there because I'll be so hammered from this draft. Fair enough. All right. Big shout out to our sponsor, Jappa Machinery. We love them very much. Also, big shout out to Oodle Noodle. Don't forget, you can do uh, takeout or you can order on Skip the Dishes. But if you order takeout, you guys are giving ten percent, right, to lo- to local charities. If you, yeah, in-store takeout and curbside pickup is 10% donated to local charities. So this week we, uh, we, we, we found our partner charity for the week and it's uh windhouse. So they were super excited to get our call. So, uh, um, super pumped to work with them. So, you know, help support us we, to, to support them. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep rocking this during this, uh, just, just going to keep rocking it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. There you go. Episode 174 of the Real Life Podcast is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.